Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Your weekly opportunity to tune in and listen to the best review team online, taking time out to chat with you and each other about everything lingerie. Our incredible team have reviewed over 6,000 products, so they know what they're talking about. Every week is different, from chatting about their favorite brands of hosiery to educating you about playing safe when delving into the world of kinkwear for the first time. So for open and frank talk on all topics surrounding the world of lingerie, you're in the right place. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. So I am Daisy May, and we are now on episode four from my series called The Vintage Glamour Devotee. So if you haven't checked out episodes one, two, and three, I would say they're definitely worth checking out, especially episode one, because I do go through uh, why I am called The Vintage Glamour Devotee. So today the whole episode is going to be focused on um, how you can create a pin-up or vintage inspired wardrobe. Now I have noticed from my social media this is something that does come up a fair amount. Um, People commenting on the things I wear, how I sort of execute my style, um, how I kind of embody or try and portray the vintage glamour aesthetic. Um, while sort of incorporating your own style in a way. So something else I kind of will be touching upon is doing it on a budget as well, because I think we all know that uh, fancy clothing and makeup and shoes and bags and everything else, it it all does cost um, a fair amount of money, but it doesn't have to be really, really expensive. And there are quite a few ways that you can do this on a budget or with staple versatile pieces. Um, And that is something that I am really um, passionate about is supporting small and independent businesses, not necessarily things that are just made in the UK, but definitely trying to source things um, ethically if possible um, or just most of the time. So a lot of the places that I get my things are from small businesses or uh, brands in the UK. Some of them are in Europe and America too, but they always come from, you can see the passion behind the brand and it obviously came from one person or a couple of people or a small group of people that made their own business or brand or label, depending on what they're doing. It's, yeah, I just feel like it's a really nice thing to support. Um, With me, also I'm self-employed, so... I can understand the struggles of running your own business. Um, So I really do love having like loyalty um, to brands. So I'm gonna be going over some of my favorite brands as well. Um, I would say if you wanted to, um, you could listen to this podcast, have a little scroll scroll through uh, my social media because uh, you'll probably see as you scroll through the things that I'm mentioning, you'll get lovely visuals for as well. So if you do want to follow me, you can find me on Facebook. The, my handle is, uh, I believe it's still Hey Daisy May, Daisy May or Miss Daisy May, but on Instagram it's at underscore Daisy underscore May and May is spelled M-A-E. So I'm going to get into the first part of this podcast, which is how did I start my vintage and pinup inspired wardrobe? 
Now, ever since I was a little girl, and I'm kind of mentioning things that I've spoken about in episode one here, but I've always been massively uh, kind of in awe and I've loved the vintage glamour eras. So things like 1940s, 1950s movies, um, the music, photography, fashion, this whole very chic, sophisticated, well-executed, um, sometimes people close to me have called it harsh aesthetic, but I do think it's a very sophisticated, sexy, powerful, feminine um, aesthetic. Um, I wouldn't call it harsh. I think it's very bold um, and very sensual, and I think that's why a lot of women are often told these things um but i'm all for that and if people find that being sensual and sexy and loving <laughs> yourself unapologetically is harsh then i am a very harsh woman <laughs> so um yeah how did i start my vintage pinup wardrobe so something that i bought which is a key piece in my wardrobe to this day was a black pencil skirt now i tried high and low for years and years as a teenager just to find a black pencil skirt now a key feature of a vintage pencil skirt it is on the knee or below the knee it is not above the knee it might be if it's like 1960s but 1950s, 1940s before, it's always high-waisted. So another pet hate of mine is on the high street, things will be called high-waisted, but they'll be sitting on your hips. So your waist is the smallest part, generally above your hip bone, somewhere around the bottom of your rib cage, where it's nice and squidgy, uh, where you can feel that, um, where all the organs are basically. And that little bit where it squidges, if you put your hands just above your hip bone, and you'll be able to feel your ribs near, your, near the top of your thumb on your hand and you kind of feel and squeeze in there. That is where your waist is. So if something is high-waisted, it should be sitting on that line if not an inch or two above it easily. So you want a lovely skirt to sit high-waisted and preferably kind of, I think, just below the knee, not seeing the knee. That is a length that you will see a lot in 1950s photography. Um, an icon of mine is someone called Lauren Bacall. She was married to Humphrey Bogart and I would definitely say that she is um, a great person to look up, um, especially for the 1950s sort of photos that she was in. The trousers and skirts that she wears are absolutely stunning. They're so sophisticated and you can see the difference in how vintage clothing is made and tailored to high street it most high street clothing isn't really tailored it's just cut and sew shoved together type thing which is quite often why you just get things that are really tight in some areas and really baggy in others the, the construction doesn't tend to make much sense i'm sure we can all relate to that and the sizing's all over the place if you go to they call them repro brands but a reproduction brand so a modern brand reproducing a vintage item um you'll find that they are they tend to be made um very similar if not almost the same as vintage clothing so a lovely black pencil skirt quite often they'll be lined if they're not lined then they'll be a very suitable fabric that will wear nicely on your skin um it shouldn't rustle up the body it should fit your waist your hips fine um it, it should just sculpt your body and create that really lovely hourglass shape 
Um, and the brand that I actually got this from is called The House of Foxy. And they are also, I think they also still go under the general... Um, so there's, there's two sister brands. You have The House of Foxy and Pretty Retro. And I believe they're under 20th century clothing or 20th century Foxy clothing. But The House of Foxy is the main brand that I buy from and it's all made in the UK. Pretty Retro is like a sister company to The House of Foxy and not all of their stuff is made in the UK, I believe. I'm not sure how much of it is because I haven't bought all of the items, um, but the quality is slightly different. It's still good. It still, um, still looks very, very vintage, but I just prefer the quality of The House of Foxy. The prices are a little bit more, but they they really are executed very well and they they last so to give you an idea when i went to uni i was 18 years old and i'm now 28 and i still have that black pencil skirt um in my wardrobe i have three sizes i have a 10 a 12 and a 14 the 14 i took the waist in loads and it's quite a loose fitting one that i would wear with like a 1940s jacket don't worry i'm going to go into this a little bit more in a bit um and then the size 12 fits me perfectly on the waist um, and the hips and it's got a little bit of movement near the knee which I like and the 10 which I would struggle to get into now um, but that is a skin tight one that I would wear with heels on like a night out. It doesn't leave much to the imagination which is another thing that I love about Vintage Glamour is that you don't necessarily show a lot of skin but you really show a lot of your silhouette. So you can really see the shape of someone's bum and their thighs and their waists. Um, uh, not so much boobs necessarily, because a lot of the things they wear are 40 style, so they're very blousy, they're loose. But I really love showing the favorite part of my body, which is my bum and my hips, um, and kind of embracing my curves rather than trying to hide them, which I find um, a lot of high street clothing does for my body shape. Um, so I never really felt that good in it. So that's what kind of also led me to kind of go searching for these wonderful brands that the high street was just not offering me these things. So the black pencil skirt is like a statement piece in my wardrobe to this day. And the best thing about a black pencil skirt is it just goes with everything. I've worn Converse with them. I've worn fans with them, Dr. Martens. Um, I've worn pumps, loafers, fetish heels, like sandals, like, and then not just the shoes, but I've worn blouses, I've worn slash neck tops. I'm going to go into this again a little bit later. Um, but, you know, blouses, sweaters, jumpers, like crop tops, everything. I've worn, I've, on a night out, I've worn a bullet bra, which is that pointed, everyone refers to Madonna, but it was obviously around a long, a long time before then. Um, but yeah, I've worn like bullet bras, pointed boob bras out on a night out with a black pencil skirt and a pair of heels and a clutch bag. I used to wear them at uni every day and I'd wear them out at night. So it's just a really sexy, simple, sophisticated piece. And I believe the skirt when I bought it was about £58. I believe they're about 65 now. Um, obviously, prices are going to change over 10 years. But I still think um, that it was a really good investment. At the time when I bought it as well, um, I found that... Um, places like Topshop and that weren't as, as expensive as they are now and definitely independent brands seemed to be quite a jump more expensive than the high street but now I actually find that the high street is so expensive um, 
that and you're not really getting necessarily the quality that you're paying for so you know 56 pounds I spent on a black pencil skirt and 10 years later you know I've washed this countless times I've even shoved it in the tumble dryer a few times which I don't want to do but I've been in a hurry before work or something in winter when my clothes aren't drying and it is still amazing to this day so 100% things I look for in my wardrobe are sophisticated obviously vintage glamour so that kind of 1940s 1950s look but I want if I'm going to be spending money on something I want it to last and I want it to be versatile and I want to get my money's worth out of it so point proven 10 years later I'm still living in it it definitely is a great piece I then bought one in red and then from there I started realizing like oh this is actually a great way to style my personality and how I feel good in myself um, while having vintage glamour that I can achieve kind of every day so I started buying um, kind of like an array of pencil skirts and tops that I could mix and match together which I will go into a little bit more in a minute as well um, and the thing is as well when I went to uni I think if anyone's been a student they know what it's like or just generally when you're starting off your career like you don't have all the money in the world to spend on lots of clothes so um it was just a great way for me to kind of get into styling that and there are a few ways that you can obviously um make it like dress down so you could wear it with like band t-shirts or like any of your favorite t-shirts that you've got um and like i say just with like a pair of converse or something and you look really casual but you still look like you got a bit of vintage glamour and there are there are a few ways that i would say that you can transform that look while um doing it on a budget and one of the main things that i will always stress is silhouette 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 so we have this brand that i love called what katie did and it's one of my favorite brands for reproduction lingerie now they do uh like a bullet bra they do one that's very pointed that i would say it's much more for wearing as an outer bra like a garment for a shoot on a night out or something um but they also do these uh silk satin style um, bullet bras that are soft so they mold to your shape now I do always recommend to size up in brands like what Katie did or any vintage brand because they are tailored and they're not stretchy like everything on the high street so you go by your actual body's measurements which I know sometimes does freak people out but do remember that it is just a number and it's just a grading scale so that you can get the right size for you um I'm always pretty much everyone's always bigger in their in their vintage sizing style things just because um they're tailored there's no stretch as i say um but the great thing about a bullet bra is that it creates that kind of um somewhat in a way depending on how the bra fits a more natural shape so a lot of obviously modern bras have a molded cup so they have that kind of curved circular shape with vintage bras they can either be lacy so you have a more I say natural air quotation um, shape um, or you can create like the full pointed shape now if you do something like that in a pencil skirt you instantly look like you're embodying a vintage look um, so silhouette and undergarments are a fantastic way to do that these bras are not mega expensive either they're no more expensive than your Victoria's Secrets high street bras so they're just a staple piece i have them in black and i have them in the nude colors as well and i have other styled variations but the standard like glamour um 
styles that they do are definitely worth checking out so that's a brand called what katie did but again on my social media i do regularly tag this brand so you can easily find them through my instagram if you want to another thing is mns they do uh i actually bought a maternity bra from them once which was beautiful and it had the same sort of shape as like a triumph bra now if you don't know what triumph bras are have a little google because they were around well they're still around now but they're not a massive brand now compared to what they were but people still in the 80s and 90s wore them a lot but they came out before that and they do create that real pointed boob look um and you can get those i believe you can still get them in m&s or places like debenhams but m&s also do um similar shapes to that but they are so comfortable if anything i'd probably say they're more comfortable than triumph bras but that's just my experience with them now um the one i bought as i say from m&s was a maternity bra but it did have it was black and it had really lovely embroidery on it and it's just the reason it was maternity was because it was there was no underwires so it's really comfortable soft pretty bra the fabric was I, be, I believe it was cotton and it had this kind of embroidery in the front so i'm not sure on the other material but it had like a clasp where it was easy for you to undo um obviously for breastfeeding um but i obviously never used that because i've never had children <laughs> but i wasn't aware that it was a maternity bra until after i bought it and i actually got it in the sale so i wasn't able to return it but i lived in that bra for so long that i actually had to throw it away because i was like it's just had it and i've not been able to find one as nice since but i would definitely say mns is worth keeping an eye out on again really affordable lots of um sizes as well so if you are petite with a bigger bust or you're bigger on the back and bigger on the bust they do generally have quite a lot of sizes available in MS. so that's a good place to check if you're wanting um to create that kind of silhouette for your top half now another amazing undergarment is a corset or a waist cincher or a girdle the difference between those which i could go into a lot more detail but generally a corset is something that is very very structured it is boned and it is not the most comfortable thing to wear and i would not recommend wearing a corset a lot if you do not work out and really take care of your core because it can cause problems um you want to be aware of what times you're eating if you're going to be squishing your tummy and things like that so um there are i'm sure there are plenty of podcasts and people that talk about this regularly and i would happily go into that another time but generally, of course, it isn't something that you would wear all day long and it's something you have to train your body to get used to. So because of that, they obviously have things that you can wear all day. So if you go on a website like what Katie did, you can find things like um, cinches or girdles um, and they do have corsets that are like, they're not as structured, they're squishy materials. So these are all very elasticated. They obviously, you're gonna feel compressed slightly, but not as rigid as a corset where you can barely move and you're sat completely upright. And what these will do is they'll sit quite high, so they should meet somewhere around the bottom of your bra line, and they will uh, shape the, again, the bit where I said on your waist, again, if you push in above your hip bone and at the bottom of your ribs where your uh, you can feel that your tummy goes in, you should feel kind of like uh, you're at the bottom of your ribs springing a little bit it will pull you in there and then hopefully create a lovely silhouette over the top of your hips as well so then what will happen is if you wear something like a pencil skirt and a tight fitted top or even a, even a blouse you're getting that really accentuated shape from your shoulders cutting into your waist and 
you know, lovely sort of jutting out shape over your hips. Now, what's great about a lot of these fashions is they do come in lots of sizes. They generally do cater for women or people um, who are um, more voluptuous. And what I love about it is it is trying to celebrate curves uh, a lot more than the average modeling industry and fashion industry is. So um, me always being hourglass, although I've fluctuated with my weight quite a lot, I've always been hourglass. I've always been broad. I've always been taller than most women. Um, and I've always, you know, had bigger hips. So it's always been a struggle for me to find things that fit. So, you know, the more I delved into these brands to kind of create my wardrobe, the more I fell in love with it all. And actually, generally, I do believe it really has affected my confidence, actually being able to express um, my personality through the things that I wear. Um, now, there are some other things that I really think make a huge difference. Um, seamed stockings and fully fashioned stockings. So, oh, another thing, fishnets. Fishnets are incredible. Again, what Katie did, Playful Promises, um, Geo, these are all great brands to get your seam stockings from. Um, I believe you can still get them in places like Ann Summers, but the quality is not as good as these other brands. So a seam stocking is, if you don't know what it is, is where hopefully rather than just a line at the back, it does follow through to the foot, but you have this lovely long thin line, which is something that uh, does come from the 1940s pr primarily. Um, and it's kind of the perfect thing to wear actually with a pencil skirt or a dress. Um, again, it's all very uniform and very precise. So it, it ties into that, as I say, has been described the harsh aesthetic. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's a very um, sensual, sophisticated um, look. And yeah, in all those places, you can get a lot of seam stockings. So again, you can create vintage glamour on an everyday basis. Um, and what I love about having things like pencil skirts and these things is that you look like you've made loads of effort um, because the style looks very well put together and very organized kind of look, but it's actually very easy to just throw them together. If you already have a few pencil skirts and a few tops that you can all chuck together, like my staple pieces to begin with, black, red and leopard print, and I could mix and match all my items together. Um, I had a few jackets, I had things like swing jackets, chore jackets, denim jackets, leather jackets. Um, if you don't know what a swing jacket or a chore jacket is, I would definitely say have a Google of those. Again, I do wear them on my social media if you scroll down a little bit um, before I did more lingerie modelling. But um, yeah, any of these staple pieces that you can mix and match together is ideally um, a very, very simple, quick way to kind of experiment with things like that. Enjoying the conversations today? Well, we wanted to take a short break to tell you more about our website. Are you looking to treat a loved one or yourself to some new lingerie or hosiery and don't know where to start? Let the most diverse team of presenters from across the globe introduce you to more than 500 brands as we publish new and exclusive reviews every day. In fact, we have over 6,000 reviews available online right now and you can join us from only $9.99 a month. However, we want to treat you to something a little special for listening to our podcast today. Use the promo code podcast to get 10% off the purchase price. Best of all, 
there's no time limit with this code, so you can keep using it when you renew your membership. So after listening to the rest of the podcast, head on over to lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use the promo code podcast today. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. Now, I know that not everybody um, is going to want to wear really, really fitted clothing, potentially, and not always. Like, you might not be in the mood to just wear it all the time, maybe only sometimes. There are things like swing skirts or 40s skirts, waterfall skirts. Um, I'm going to mention a load of brands in just a second that I would really recommend that you check out. Again, they're all independent brands, and they are definitely... um, brands that I want to continue to support because I just I love them and I think they really do embody a vintage style whether it's got a modern twist or you can add your own twist with it um they're really versatile affordable pieces um but yeah so you don't always have to wear fitted clothing um and you don't always have to wear skirts either so there are some brilliant things uh, from some of the brands that I wear, but a staple piece is trousers as well. Um, I was never much of a fan of trousers or jeans because again, the high street never really catered for my body shape. So there is this brand called Freddy's of Pinewood and they do fantastic jeans. I would say they're a bit more Western, a bit more rockabilly, a bit more workwear. So if you have a little look at 1940s workwear, for example, you'll see women wearing really, really cool trousers, turn-up trousers, jeans. Some of them will be quite fitted, some are quite loose, but they'll wear them with shirts, uh, turbans, or their hair tied up. Um, You can wear berets and all kinds of things. Um, That is a kind of really cool everyday look. And you can wear Freddie's jeans, you could wear them with heels, you could wear them with boots. You could wear cowboy boots with them if you wanted to. They're a really, really uh, versatile pair of jeans. The only thing I would say is they are like traditional jeans, so there isn't much stretch. They will stretch to your body over time, but I would say go up sizes again because of the nature of the fabric. They're not cheap elasticated denim like on the high street. Um, And they do some fantastic tops as well. And again, a great way to have a versatile wardrobe is having loads of tops, so they do again if you're not sure google but definitely have a look on their website so they'll do like slash neck boat neck which is a bit more curved a slash is very much shoulder to shoulder um, straight shape um they'll do like 1940s blouses a statement blouse that i love from them is called the spell black spellbound um i have that in multiple colors and i just adore it um yeah they have loads of wonderful things so i would definitely recommend checking them out and again all the pieces that i've got from them the black jeans the dark denim all the tops i can mix and match all of those things the same as i can with my pencil skirts there is um as i briefly mentioned the house of foxy where i got my pencil skirts from i've also got multiple dresses from and again they do a blouse that um Although you might think it's quite similar to the Spellbound by Freddy's, when you actually wear it, it does look quite different and it's a different fabric. They have different colours. So 90% of my wardrobe is blouses and skirts and trousers hanging next to them. And again, they all can be mixed and matched together to create different looks. The Seamstress of Bloomsbury is another brand that I love. Um, 
they do create a lot more i would say much more pretty uh feminine like sort of delicate looking things like dresses that have like floral prints which isn't so much my style but they do have some brilliant trousers and some brilliant blouses and some stunning uh dresses that are block color that i just adore they are so simple um they look simple but they look stunning they, they look like designer dresses they're amazing and another brand that i hype up a lot as well is vivian of holloway they do some brilliant more 50s style stuff um again you've got jeans you've got um they call them the catherine trousers but again that's like a swing 1940s trouser again i have those in multiple colors that mix and match of everything vivian of holloway also are known for a lot of their dresses that are boned so again you, with something like this you don't need a cincher or a corset or an undergarment to kind of cinch your shape these dresses will do that for you so they're a great piece um my personal style with vintage grammar though is quite traditional so i don't wear lots of prints i wear more block color and i piece lots of different things together but the vivian of holloway do do like polka dots and cherry prints and lots of printed fabrics and things which um, I would say is a bit more of a modern take on vintage on vintage clothing, which is fine. It's just not so much my style. Um, I go for much more of their block print or mainly just leopard print. Um, and then on top of that, there is a fantastic brand called uh, it's Vixen by Michelin Pitt, um, and her brand is like the ultimate femme fatale brand she does a vinyl leather look so much leopard print capris like cigarette trousers um she'll do blouse uh tops and blouses that are fitted on the body with huge blouse uh loose sleeves which look totally like vamp glamour they're amazing or very fitted tops low cut high neck she does loads of things like that and again it's so it's the sort of thing where you can look at it and think oh i don't want to spend 50 pound on a top but once you get that like sta statement top, you'll have it in your wardrobe forever, as long as you don't keep tumble drying it, obviously. Um, and it will go with so many things in your wardrobe. So I always want to kind of stress that if you get these statement pieces, um, you'd be surprised how uh, vintage they can look and how like sexy you can look in them as well, even though they might seem like a simple piece sometimes you know the most striking outfits are the most simple ones i think like even the cut for example on some of their tops you can wear one of those black tops with a black pencil skirt and you might think oh i can get it on the high street but just because of the different fabrics they use and the actual cut um you it, it just has this really striking look um so yeah definitely check out them they're actually based in la uh, i think i think it's la i think it's in california um and then you have shoes um there are brands like rocket originals which are a repro brand you also have like things like miss l fire shops like collective shop a few brands like that um but then i also get asked about these a lot which are shoes that i shoot in or i would wear out in the evening which is pleaser and they have ranges that they call domina and things like that which look like the betty page fetish heels so you can get those on ebay depop amazon and then obviously which i would prefer a lot of independent brands that you can find through instagram or if you just google um you'll find a lot of uh, independent brands that stock those shoes um now 
I know I've mentioned about reproduction brands, um, but obviously there is real vintage items. Now, the thing with vintage is I would always say, if you're buying something online, ask for specific measurements. The reason for this is vintage items do not stretch. They are made of supreme quality fabrics that have lasted over a hundred years, some of them, and they have been looked after. So they they are really good quality. If anything, I think a lot of vintage fabrics are so much better quality than the fabrics that we have now, even some of the expensive ones that are well made. Um, I'm not sure why that is, but they were just incredible, some of them. And you can see that now, like I have a 1940s emerald green jacket that looks new to this day and the fabric is just, it's absolutely incredible. But because they are tailored, you actually need to measure your actual body and add some, quite a lot. So for example, my bra size, I can be a 32, 32D, 34D, 34DD, depending on the brand. So 32 or 34, meaning 32 inches, 34 inches. But for example, on a jacket, when you measure pit to pit or shoulder to shoulder, I actually need to measure my actual measurement from underneath my armpits, over my bust and my actual shoulders. Now, my actual shoulders are about 19 inches, which is gonna be very much near 40. So I actually need to buy quite a big jacket and I generally have the waist taken in and things like that. So try not to get stung with that or feel bad about measuring yourself. Um, it's just to kind of stop you, which is something that I know anyone who buys vintage, they've all bought things and gone, oh, I really hoped it would fit and they've been gutted. So my first piece of advice is really ask the seller for specific measurements when the garment is laid flat and measure yourself because um, yeah, I wouldn't want anyone to be disheartened like I have been in the past. So most vintage as I say uh, because of messaging them is going to be online so you can find vintage through Facebook groups Etsy Instagram Depop Depop I find is very hit and miss a lot of it I would say is more 80s 90s doing 40s 50s repro um, even though it is classified as vintage I wouldn't say it's vintage glamour vintage <laughs> uh, it's a, yeah like it's a lot more 80s 90s which is fine you can get some real gems but generally I would say the fabric quality isn't as great um, and the fit is going to be very different. Through Instagram and Etsy, I would say is where you can get some real gems. Again, I do share where I always buy things from if I've tagged them. If, if I've worn the garments, I'll always tag people, sorry. Um, and Instagram, most people that have Etsy will have an Instagram account now. Um, so you can find some real gems through places like that. And generally, I have to try and stop myself buying a lot of vintage because people in the 40s and 50s were a lot smaller. I don't just mean their actual size, I mean height. Uh, so I've got really long legs, really long arms, I'm hourglass, I'm much bigger than the average woman was in the 40s, even down to shoe size. Most vintage shoes that you'll find will be like a size two or a size four, UK size two, size four. Um, so trying to find a vintage size six, one, it's way more expensive because it's a popular size and usually they've been worn quite a lot. So it's much more of a hunt to find um, things in bigger sizes. So I've seen some stunning things that I know that I'll probably never ever see again, but they're so expensive I have to stop myself. So the only vintage pieces that I've bought generally are things like jackets because I've never seen a repro brand execute one as well as a vintage brand. Uh, and I've got some for some real steals before on Etsy sales and Instagram sales. Um, and because 
again, like I say, I've got great pencil skirts, great trousers, great blouses. I can pull off my outfit looking vintage with just the jacket and the styling. So my nails or my hair with my repro brands that I can wear a lot and put in the washing machine. A lot of vintage, don't put in the washing machine. I would say hand wash it. So it's kind of being able to blend this uh, affordable, long lasting repro um, modern items with a few vintage key pieces. Obviously over time, you can build a full vintage wardrobe if you want. I know plenty of uh, people who do have the most stunning vintage wardrobes, but it does take a very long time. It takes years and years and years to find things that uh, you love and fit you and you can keep wearing over time. Um, so that's kind of a different thing. It's like much more about the hunt to, to find these gems. It's um, And obviously when you find one, you'll probably never ever see another one because that's, things weren't mass produced like they are now. So there's a real love for vintage and a real care, which I think has kind of translated over into repro items. I only really buy things that I really love and that I think I'm gonna be wearing in 30, 40 years. I won't buy it if not, because I just think it's a waste, um, which I think again is a very old school thing. It's kind of everything you buy, you really want to treasure and look after and take care of. Um, which I, I think is quite lost in modern days of all these sheen halls and ASOS halls where people just overbuy and then just get rid of and you know or just don't wear like you amount of times you go in a charity shop and you see things with the label on still so I've kind of undone all that I did that as a teenager a fair amount I think like a lot of us probably do um, but once I you know kept trying to buy things and I'd buy them and they'd sit in my wardrobe and I, I would just feel rubbish when I wore them because they didn't fit me properly that's when I started, as I said, to take the time to find these brands and find these things. So if any of you do follow me on social media, please go through who I follow on social media because you'll find so many models and independent businesses that you know might well have the things that you're looking for or, you're, or that you can get inspired by. So um, feel free to rummage through there because I'm always uh, following new amazing businesses and things. Um, and then accessorizing outfits. Um, I would say that things like berets and turbans, again, I credit things like this a lot on my social media, but you can get some really cool things. Um, say for example, like you're not in the mood to like set your hair or curl your hair or style it. You can just tie your hair back and wear a turban that has like this lovely cute knots on the front and things like that, or use scarves and material. Um, and you can wear like a little shirt with some like high-waisted jeans and some boots and you look like a 1940s workwear sort of woman that sort of look so they're really easy things to execute it's just having a few things in your wardrobe that you can chuck on like that but once you've got them it's super super easy but again it it looks like there's lots of effort made which is something I love like there are days I barely put any makeup on but I'll just do like mascara and red lipstick and people will think, oh, you look so put together. <laughs> I'm like, this literally took two seconds. Like, oh, I did my makeup for 30 seconds and left the house, you know? So I kind of love that about vintage glamour. It really it really looks like you've you've made a lot of effort when actually it's it's really quite easy to to execute on a on a daily basis because I wear red lipstick every single day. Um and then obviously in winter, we are now approaching well, we're in autumn, we're gonna be in winter very soon. Things like gloves, um, Again, stockings uh, to kind of keep you warm. You can obviously wear tights. 
I know I mentioned fishnet, but like wear fishnet tights, you can get fish um, seamed tights as well as seam stockings and hold ups, which obviously they're going to keep you a little bit warmer. Um, belts. Another thing I would say is if you're going to be wearing jeans or 40s trousers with like big loose blouses or even a fitted top, pencil skirts, again, the circle skirts, if you're not in the mood to wear something fitted, um, a belt can be a really great way to tie an outfit together. So for example, if I'm wearing a leopard print turban or a scarf in my hair, I'll probably wear a leopard print bag or a leopard print belt or leopard print shoes to kind of tie the outfit in together. Quite often if I'm wearing a lot of black, um, I'll always have my red nails and my red lipstick. If I've got a leopard scarf, I might wear a leopard belt. It's little things like that. Like I've probably got a few belts in my wardrobe. I know I've got red, I've got a few black, I've got a few leopard, I've got a zebra, and then I've got some metal belts as well, which are really, really cool. Like if you um, Google like 1950s copper belts, metal belts, they're stunning and you can get some really, really cool looks of things like that. But it's just little details. Um, again, they make it look like you've made loads of effort but as long as you have a few key pieces like this, it's so, so easy to throw a wardrobe together. And when it comes to bags, one of my favorite staple pieces to my wardrobe is something called a telephone call bag. Now these are literally what they say, they are a bag made of like, they've sewn telephone cords in it. And this is a 1940s item. So like a, la a landline phone that you used to have, I don't know how many people have these anymore, where the wire was connected to the actual phone box itself and you couldn't move that far away from the phone. That kind of coil, that has been sewn onto bags in loads of different colors. I think around the time that plastic became like this huge thing, you know, and it was, when you actually think about it, I think they're actually quite a tacky item, but they look really, really cool with an outfit and I have a couple of those. Um, the only thing I would say with telephone call bags is they are very expensive and they're vintage and they're very hard to come by and they generally come from America. So if you're in other parts of the world, like here in the UK, you have to pay a huge import fee and things on stuff like that. So there is another bag that I would say is a, a great way to um, execute a vintage uh, outfit and they're called cord bags, which is C-O-R-D-E. and you can sometimes snag these on eBay for like a tenner from a vintage seller that obviously going to be more because it's their business and they've taken time to source things, clean things um, and even sometimes repair things. Um, but they are stunning and they look so expensive. And I don't know if anyone else feels the same, but when you look at some things that are vintage, like the quality that they're made by, they just look sensational. You can put something like that again with a a repro vintage skirt and just a t-shirt and a pair of cute loafers with your hair in a turban or something and you literally look vintage you literally look like you've created a vintage look on a budget um and again this is kind of i find it very hard where i live to find things like this but in charity shops you can also get such bargains i have friends that live in the midlands or up north the stuff they find in charity shops is insane like it is stunning and you don't find things like that in the south where i live i think it's just because maybe people here are they're already aware because I live uh, in Brighton. They're already like the dealers and things already go around and they sell things for their business. It's very rare that they end up in our charity shops. Um, so yeah, they're really, really cool things. Or if you might have seen these in places like Zara and ASOS, um, recently Perspex has become really big, like plastic clasp bags, um, a tortoiseshell, or just like clear metal, um, clear plastic Perspex bags and like little metal clutch bags. They were huge in the 40s and the 50s. 
so things like that again you might not have a vintage dress but you might have lots of accessories that pass as vintage so they're definitely um, great ways to kind of execute and have fun with when it comes to shoes i know i mentioned brands like rocket originals um again they're not the cheapest because they are an independent brand but the quality is great um i do wear loafers a lot and i have two different styles of loafers that i wear a lot a brand called sebagos and a brand called um Baswegians. they're the main two i get just because they're affordable and again they pop up on ebay quite a lot you can get them secondhand really easily um and I find that they go with everything I wear on a daily basis. But other than that, a standard black lace-up leather or mock leather shoe pretty much goes with anything. Same as leather or a pair of black boots or, or brown boots or something that you can wear with jeans and things like that. It's such a staple look. Um, but generally, a lot of vintage shoes were wedges and they weren't that high. So again, it's really, really easy to get just a nice wedge heel um, and wear it with most of your outfits. So yeah, there's kind of lots of different ways you can kind of play around with the things I've said. Um, I hope you've enjoyed me talk about it, um, but I'm going to try and round it up here before 45 minutes because I know the cutoff is usually around 40 and anyone that sees my reviews and uh, follows me on social media will all know that I have the gift of the gab. I love to talk and I definitely would say that I waffle too much, especially <laughs> when it's about something that I enjoy. But um, yeah, anyone that is looking to kind of experiment and play with their wardrobe and I get so many women message me all the time telling me that they love what I do and they love what I wear and everything but you know what makes me sad is that some women think that oh I can't do that that you can do it because you're really good at it. I can't do it there was a time when I couldn't do it and I didn't do it as well um, and I love sharing ways that I managed to get more confidence in myself and just be more secure in myself to kind of put myself out there more and do lingerie modeling and, and to dress the way I do without fear of people judging me or whatever they think or say about me. Um, I haven't really worried about things like that since I was about 18, 19. Um, so it has been a kind of a, a 10 year journey really so far. Um, but I love sharing all of that with you guys and I hope that you love hearing me talk about it too. Um, but please do feel free to give me some feedback on this podcast if there's anything that you would like me to let you know about please do feel free to drop me a message i'm more than happy to kind of uh, share the love of independent brands and vintage glamour to anybody else who uh, loves it as well um but yeah i'm gonna leave it there and i really hope you enjoyed this podcast um i don't know if you know but it generally is posted on the first wednesday of each month so um, do keep an eye out on my social media, obviously, and Lingerie Lowdown, and we'll continue to, uh, you know, let you know when the new episode is available. Um, but again, if you haven't seen episode uh, one, two or three, do feel free to check those out. And until then, I will see you next month for episode five. Thanks for listening to us on Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Don't forget that we release a brand new episode every Wednesday for you all to enjoy. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. Don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, Make sure to catch us same time, same place next week.
In fact, it's not just lingerie we love to talk about and review. We cover it all from the world of intimates. From lingerie to hosiery, swimwear to sleepwear, kink and bondage, and we even review sex toys. All in the best possible taste, of course. With over 6,000 published reviews online, we are the number one review site and we're publishing more every day. And don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today.